Hi everyone, welcome to DAC Beechcross Lawcast. I'm Beth Brown, a pensions partner in the National Employment Pensions and Immigration Group, and I am joined by Kerry Fuller. Hi everyone, I'm a legal director in the team and I'm an employment specialist. Today we're going to talk about the fast approaching requirements for trustees of schemes and providers of personal and stakeholder pensions to give members or pension consumers a stronger nudge to access guidance from pensions wise. Beth, could you start by setting the scene please? Yeah, absolutely. Many of you will know that back in 2015, the government introduced pension freedoms to give defined contribution or DC pension savers more flexibility to access their pension pots, such as the ability to take their entire pot as a cash lump sum rather than purchasing an annuity. To help members understand the new flexibilities and their pensions more generally, the government also created PensionsWise. PensionsWise, now offered by the Money and Pension Service through Money Helper, provides free and impartial guidance about the options for accessing DC pension savings. Okay, so Beth, if this all happened back in 2015, why are we talking about it now in 2022? Ah, well, that's because there are new obligations being imposed on pension providers of personal and stakeholder pensions and trustees of occupational pension schemes relating to pensions wise, which will apply on and from the 1st of June this year. I see. So what will a pension provider have to do next month that's different to what they have to do now, Beth? Under the new Financial Conduct Authority or FCA policy statement, when a pension consumer of a personal or stakeholder pension has decided in principle to access their DC pension savings or transfer their DC pension pot to another pension provider in order to access their pension savings, the existing pension provider will have to, one, refer them to PensionsWise guidance, two, explain the nature and purpose of PensionsWise guidance, and three, offer to actually book a PensionsWise guidance appointment. And if the consumer accepts that offer, they have to then go on to book the appointment or provide the consumer with sufficient information to be able to book the appointment themselves. The pensions provider will also have to record whether the consumer received pension provider guidance or whether they opted out of receiving that guidance. Thanks for explaining that, Beth. I think you've said before that the industry is trying to ensure consistent outcomes for consumers, whether they have a personal pension, stakeholder pension, or are a member of an occupational trust-based or contract-based pension scheme. So do these new rules apply to trustees of occupational pension schemes as well? Well remembered, Kerry. There are indeed also new regulations which will impose obligations on trustees of schemes that provide flexible benefits. Flexible benefits include DC benefits, cash balance benefits and DC additional voluntary contributions. These new obligations will also come into force on the 1st of June this year. Under the new regulations, when a member makes an application to access or transfer their flexible benefits or sends a communication in relation to such an application, trustees will have to offer to book an appointment for pensions guidance with PensionsWise for the member and if the member accepts this offer, take reasonable steps to do so, or if the member does not accept the offer or the trustees are unable to book the appointment, 
provide the member with details to be able to book the appointment themselves. And trustees will have to make it clear that the application cannot proceed unless the member has received pensions guidance and has notified the trustees of this fact, or the member has opted out of receiving the pensions guidance by providing the trustees with an opt-out notification. There are some exceptions to these new obligations. For example, if the member is under the age of 50 or receiving flexible benefits is not the purpose or one of the purposes of the application. Trustees will also have to keep a record of the receipt of pension guidance by the member, any opt-out notice or receipt of any other applicable confirmations. For example, if in the preceding 12-month period the member has received appropriate pensions guidance or regulated financial advice in connection with the application, or the application is solely to transfer the member's rights to flexible benefits. Okay, so it seems to me that the two regimes are very similar, Beth. Yes, they really are. The main difference between the two regimes relates to how consumers and members can opt out of the pensions-wise guidance. Under the FCA rules, a consumer can opt out in the same communication with the provider as the one used to initiate contact, while under the regulations, scheme members have to use a separate communication with trustees to be able to opt out, unless an exemption applies. That said, there is nothing which would prevent pension providers adopting the same approach to opt out as trustees if they think it would be appropriate to do so. So it seems like a way to make getting guidance from pensions wise part of the decision making process and um, to have good outcomes for consumer and members, which should surely lead to informed decisions and better retirement outcomes. But what does that mean for pension providers and trustees, Beth? So pension providers and trustees will need to make sure that their scheme or plans administration systems and member communications are updated so they satisfy the new requirements. I would also suggest that employers liaise with pension providers and trustees of the schemes in which they participate, just to make sure this is being done. Great. Thanks, Beth. And on that very practical note, I'd just like to say thank you to you as well as to our listeners today. Um, This episode provides an overview in this law area only, and you should always seek specific legal advice for your particular circumstances.